Welcome to Rise and Shine. I am your host, Abby Cornelius, and this is a podcast dedicated to busy working mamas like you to help you rise professionally and shine personally. Grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started. Welcome back to summer school. It is your fourth summer school lesson, and we are shifting from the first three habits that we talked about, which were you center that be proactive, start with the end in mind and put the first things first is all about you and your mindset and taking ownership and leading yourself. The next three habits is about leading through and with others. And so once you have a strong foundation of who you are, then you can build upon that and you can start really serving and helping others to a bigger degree. And so habit four begins this, how do we work together uh, habit? And the first one is your mindset of win-win. So let's go through a couple of the options. So there is win-lose, which is I'm going to win at the expense of anybody else. And I'm aggressive and I'm competitive and there is a winner and there is a loser. And that's just the way that you see the world. There are plenty of people like that in the world. There's also a group of people who are lose-win. Hey, I'm willing to lose if, you know, it just keeps the peace or if it makes them happy or if it doesn't rock the boat. And these are people who are a little bit more passive. These are people who, you know, maybe they'll say I'm a pushover. uh, I'm a yes person. Like this is that person who's willing to let other people feel like they got the win at the expense of their own success. And then there's win-win people who are true people who see that there is a third alternative out there. It's not just about me. It's about me and you both finding that middle ground. It's not even necessarily about compromising. We'll talk about that more in habit um, six, but I want you to just have this mindset and understanding that there are alternatives out there where both people can win. And this is called being assertive. Now, in order to reach that level of win-win, you need to have equal parts courage and consideration. You need to be bold enough to ask for what you need and kind enough and considerate enough to listen to the needs of others in order to come to that third agreement, that win-win, that third option. And this takes maturity, right? So an immature person (laughs) cannot be both courageous and considerate, right? Because immature people tend to be highly self-serving, therefore they're not super considerate of others. So whether it's at work, with another department, or if it's with an employee, or maybe it's even at home with your spouse or with your kids, there are win-win opportunities all the time. These come up typically when there's a problem and we need to find a solution. So real quick, I want to walk you through some of the um, skill steps, if you will, of creating a win-win agreement. So he shares in the book, Stephen Covey shares in the book about creating a win-win agreement with his son over yard work. So they had this discussion where the son, you know, is driving now and the car's expensive and he needs gas, he needs money and all the stuff. And the dad said, that's great. Happy to do that for you. Happy to provide that for you. But what's in it for me? And so the son said, you know, I'll take over the yard work. So they created this win-win agreement, but the dad wanted to make sure that the son clearly knew what the deal was. And he wanted to teach him, you know, self-ownership and taking responsibility. And he didn't want to have to like ride his son and micromanage him. So they crafted this win-win agreement and the win-win agreement clearly stated the desired results. Hey, dad wants the yard done. Here's what he expects it to look like. And then in exchange, you get X amount of money and the right to use the car, right? They put guidelines around it. 
how frequently does the grass need cut? How, when does he have to take the trash out from the yard? When like the clippings, all this stuff, they talked about what those guidelines were, um, talked about what resources were available. So he went through all the tools in the shed, how everything worked. He went through, you know, let, let me know when you need gas. You got to let me know before the weekend, if you're doing it on Sunday, like all these things, they talked about it. And then accountability was, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm dad. By Sunday night, I expect this to be done or you lose your privilege of the car for the week, which is the last thing, which is consequences. Like what's at risk? And then also what's at reward? Like consequences can be good or bad. So a positive consequence is you do this, you get the car, you get allowance money. And maybe if you do above and beyond, maybe I'll give you a tip. Like there are upsides to these things too. And so this is a beautiful example of a collaborative win-win agreement with definitions where you no longer have to put that time and energy into micromanaging because you took the time to say, hey, we're on the same page. Here's what we want. I trust you. I showed you what the expectation was. Now you can execute beautifully. Now, of course, the first week goes by, the grass doesn't get done. The dad's upset. The son's like, well, I need the color still. It's like, okay, right? Life happens. People don't follow through on their agreements at times. But instead of the dad having to go back and say, like, here's the expectation. And why aren't you doing this? And I'm going to watch you. He just said, you know, what do you need help with? Like we, we determined that this was agreeable. Like what, what's going on? He's like, honestly, dad, like, can you just help me for like an hour? And then I'll take over from there. Like, I just feel like it's such a big project. Cause I waited so long now that like, I can't get caught back up. And the dad said, yeah, sure. I'll help you. And so he helped him for a little bit, but the son did a majority of the work and he got back on course. And then he, he did it every week after that without being asked. And, and that's such a powerful lesson for us as leaders and as parents that take the time up front to create the guidelines, to set the expectations, to clearly define what your expectations and desired results are and set boundaries on what is the good and bad consequences that can happen from this so that when they don't perform, you can say, okay, now your consequences enforced. We know this was coming. Or when they do perform, say, congratulations, here's your you know allowance. Here's your car for the week, whatever that looks like. It, it's so much easier when it's clearly defined. And there's less guessing involved. This is also a killer framework to use for employees who are new to a role, set results, um, give them guidelines, provide them with resources, set checkpoints for accountability and clearly define good and bad consequences. And then you can use that agreement to reference back to. I actually just worked through this with one of my coaching clients. Um, she has a new team of people that offer support to the national team that she works with. And it was, it, it's a newer program and they've kind of been working out the kinks and how do they need them. But now six months in, they have a pretty good idea of what they want this program to look like. So she had to craft this agreement, like, what does this look like? We use this framework and it really helped give her the confidence to say, hey, this is what this partnership looks like. Here's the expectations. If we do this really well, guys, we are crushing it. We are improving customer experience. We're improving conversion. We're hitting those like highlights of higher engagement equals, you know, higher results, all of those things. But when we fail at this, when we don't use this system well, we decrease the customer experience. We overextend our workforce. And these aren't good things. This is what the program was designed for. And they have a monthly check-in to review their conversion stats. And then they have a weekly check-in to check in with one another and check on the people stats. So that framework and that win-win agreement helps make sure that it's, it's, me and you versus the problem instead of me versus you. And that's really what a win-win agreement about is about is saying, hey, we both have needs that exist out there. That's the problem, but we do want to help each other. So let's work together and figure out what we can do to solve that problem instead of feeling like it's my needs versus 
your needs. All right, that is the gist of the win-win. So I want you to try to test yourself. You know, are you feeling like you're losing to other people? Do you feel like, you know, you're always the winner? Or do you feel like you are that person who is creating mutually beneficial solutions for everybody in your world? And if you feel like you struggle with this, I highly recommend using this five-part framework, desired results, guidelines, resources, accountability, and consequences to craft a win-win agreement wherever you feel like you could use a little bit more um, support and a little bit more collaboration. All right, that ends today's summer session. I will see you guys next week when we build upon this and I introduce habit number five, but I hope you go ahead and have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.